Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Welcome to Let Me Talk, immediately after the one-all draw with Liverpool. As you can hear with the background noise, we're still inside the Etihad. The music's blaring after the game. Um, I'm David Mooney, the Athletic Sam Lee is with me. Hello, all right. You make of that then? Uh, quick, quick like, resume of the game. Why well, we use a Spanish word there? Um, first half, too chaotic, too end-to-end. It felt like, OK, it's inevitable that they're going to score Liverpool because it's just too chaotic, too end-to-end. Second half City, much better, stopped it from being that, but then it just became about football superstitions and football gods and thinking, OK, Liverpool are going to score because City keep missing their chances. I know that's not really how it works, but I tweeted, Doku pulled it back for Foden and he kind of had a shot on it, somehow didn't go in. Straight down the other end, Alexander-Arnold scored. Like, as, soon as, as soon as the chance didn't go in, I, was, I, messed, I said, like, you start to fear now just for that football gods kind of thing like you just feel like they're going to score and they did but overall even in the first half when it was chaotic I thought City were better in the second half I thought they were definitely better and it just came down to not taking chances because even in the first half when it was chaotic there were chances on the break they just didn't take them now that's interesting because as I was watching the game and my anxieties were going through the, the anxieties that you don't have as you're watching that game I felt like City just shaded the first half and felt like Liverpool just shaded the second one in terms of, of who I felt more likely to, to score. I felt City were having the better chances, kind of almost not against the run of play, but in the sense of I felt like Liverpool were much more in, in control and then they'd lose control of it and City would create something from that. Yeah, quite possibly. But City still had the better chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Alvarez wasn't good, was he? Um, didn't really do anything good. And I mean, I was, I was kind of taking notes on that. Well, to be fair, Haaland's you no... Know, Headed away corner as well. I thought Akanji was good on the whole, really good. Ake was good on the whole. I, was, I do look for things that like little things. You go, well, it was that, but there wasn't a lot with Alvarez. But the big one, he had one of the biggest chances, didn't he? When yeah, got score pulled it back for him, you got to score that. Um, there was the Foden one. I'm not seeing a replay, which is good for a podcast, which is telling you something <laughs> about the game. But um, I don't think that was his fault. Just how did that not go in? There was a Haaland one in like the 97th minute, which just went across goal as well. And you just think someone's bundling that in last season. And that's a stupid thing to say, like. But it just felt like. Well, I messaged you, didn't I, in the first half about uh, second balls, and it just felt like yeah. like it wasn't quite dropping where City needed it to drop, or kind of they didn't have somebody just picking up where it was dropping. And like you say, last season, 
I mean, it was Ake at the back post in the 97th minute, wasn't it? It's like last season, he might have been a yard further forward and could slide in for that, but this, that, but today it just wasn't wasn't there. And that's like that's nobody's fault, it's just one of those things. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been talking about the second balls and wondering if it's slightly different for a while, haven't we? The West Ham game was the first one I mentioned, that was like 11th of September. Um, I mean, I'm not saying this because of today, because... I still think City were the better team even if I'm wrong I think they were the better team and they deserved to win so I'm not saying it's because they didn't win but I don't normally like saying stuff like this because it just feels like cheap and like an easy media thing to say but I do think they like, they do miss Gundogan but I mean it's not even controversial really it's not insightful is it like, he's just a great player yeah, it's a no they thing, haven't got yeah. he's a great player they haven't got um, goals wise even that goal he scored last year when was Alvarez did really well and he just took that extra touch, waited for like Trent Alexander-Arnold to like go to ground, then he like put it in the net high, so he couldn't block it. Like just that, like second balls in the box, but just second balls all over the pitch. But I don't think that was massively the issue today. I just think that's a, an overall point about Gundogan, like, and especially when you look at the fact that look, I'm sure it's one of those things. If we did this, if we were doing this podcast like for somebody else and they were asking us questions, I'm sure they'd talk about no subs. I'm sure our listeners don't really need we, us to we talk don't need about to go over that. it. No, no, but like. If, just even in the, like, the simple terms of having Gundogan, like, he wouldn't have been on the bench, I'm sure, but if it had started, then you, there's, there's a bit more depth on the bench because let's say Alvarez doesn't or Foden doesn't and then you've got somebody there. Um, but, I mean, we, we might as well address the no-subs, partly because we've got space to fill. Um, <laughs> and we're both reacting but to the I mean, game look, immediately after. But, but you saw the game, you saw, you saw the team sheet and it had the players who, who it had on and you think, well... I can't see him bringing yeah. any of them on. And I thought, the only one is Rico Lewis. Like, maybe like, if you really need to make a sub, you bring on Rico Lewis, you put him in the midfield, and you can use Bernardo higher up doing something else. But he was fairly high anyway in the event. Um, it's interesting because... And also, but the thing with Rico Lewis is as well, like, I, there may, may still be an element of, as much as he's trusted by Guardiola, he's great, like, he's brilliant, isn't he? Like, he'll probably be city captain at some point, like, he's amazing. But I wonder if there's still that element of, well, he is 19, like 19 like, last week. Like in a in a big physical game but like they, this, do you bring him on against Liverpool? It's not even that. I know well, after either. the World Cup. But yeah, like. but it, it's not even that though, is it? Either it's it's a case of um, like just changing the game. Just changing anyway. the game. Like you look at like even if it's and it John was Stones, going well, wasn't it, was it? Going, it was going like fine. They, yeah, they, yeah. Like, they, like maybe this isn't how Guardiola saw it, but for how I saw it and how I rationalise it, they didn't have much control in the first half. I thought they were better second half at that. The game was a lot more compact anyway. Maybe Liverpool were better like, as, as, as that, as you say, but I don't know. I just well, thought it was just more a good, fe- it's a good feeling. More but I don't think, like, if you look at it again, if in terms of changing the flow of the game, look, most managers, they make subs to change the game. And we know that in a positive sense. To, but Guardiola's fairly conservative with that. doesn't want to change the game in a negative sense. And when you look at how the second, the second half was going, Liverpool weren't creating a lot. And City had created, uh, by that point where you might be thinking even 20 minutes left, City created two good chances and they were attacking pretty well. Um, so that yeah, there's, there's those two elements to it. Like there's the lack of options, but there's just Guardiola's general hesitance to change things. It's, but it is yeah. an issue because like normally, like you just go like for like. Like Alvarez wasn't very good, so don't worry about change, like just bring on somebody else in that role. But there was there was there was no, no, no one there, or like even if like yeah. you could bring on Kovacic and you could get him to drop in deep. Uh, I don't know. Like, but it's it's not even that. It's like even but he probably wouldn't have brought on competition anyway. No, right? but let's say let's say for instance, for argument's sake, John Stones was fully fit and didn't start for whatever reason. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's oh yeah, of course. But even it's not a slight on Lewis to say he's not coming on because he probably isn't introducing Stones to that game either. The way the game is going. Well, the thing was he was asked about Grealish before the game. He said he was ill. 
but he said, well, Stones isn't ready either, but he's on the bench. So I just don't think Stones is ready was ever come coming on. Yeah. Was ever coming on in any circumstances. Just the name on the sheet. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what benefit there would be of that, really. Unless it was like, okay, maybe he just, you know, if like Diaz gets sent off, maybe yeah. it's like, sorry, Absolute John, you are, you you are going go on. on. Yeah. yeah. For like five minutes at the end or something, maybe it's that. And it makes sense at that point, actually. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I never expected Stones to come on once I saw him say that. And like Lewis was going to be the only sub, really. When Liverpool scored. A couple of City players ran back from the warm-up and Bob kind of was like, you know, playing with his jacket or whatever and I was like, surely not. And then he was just like putting another jacket <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, there, like. was, there was a moment when, um, I can't remember what happened, it, I think it was uh, Liverpool had missed a, a decent chance and um, it was still 1-0 at the time and I was thinking, oh, he, like, he maybe wants to secure this up and he turned to the bench and I think he sent them all to go out and get warmed up and I looked at who ran out and I was like, well, none of, it's, it's not going to be none of them, is it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of okay, so um, City have got a point out of this game. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad point. No, no, um, uh, it's annoying, isn't it? It's because annoying. It shouldn't work. Yeah, but ultimately, it keeps things everything. It keeps everything tight at the top. We, you know, we've spent ages talking about how City go on their runs in the second half yeah. of the season, um, and crucially, they've not given points. They get they've shared points with one of their rivals. They've not given them the opportunity yeah. to get a leg up. Um, well, Spurs next week. Spurs next week. Um, I mean, the crucial thing for that is Rod- Rodri didn't get booked, so uh, yes. <laughs> he's, he's playing. He had a few hairy moments. Yeah. Do you know that one near the end? When he gave it to Salah, when, yeah. he, when he didn't know he had a Do you know what on. I thought about there? And this is showing my origin story. When Rio Ferdinand gave it to Craig Bellamy. in the 4-3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly the same. I was like, a player you would implicitly trust on the ball was doing something mental in exactly the same area, yeah. and then they break and you, you, you're he was, done. He was right in front of me, and I was like, well, Salah's coming up behind you. you you must know this. Somebody yeah. must have told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why do you think? Why do you, why do you think you got that? Much but he was very space? good. He was very good overall. There was a couple of hairy moments. He was very good overall. Like even early on, when you, you know you're getting pressed, especially early. Like Liverpool are going to do their thing, and they'll, they'll do it early as well. They try and win it. So playing the ball into him, and he knew he had a man coming on, and he'd just hold it and hold it just long enough. You know, if you were nervous, if you yeah. were slightly nervous in that position, you're either not holding it and rushing it, or you do hold it, but you make a mistake because you're thinking, shit, I should. Like, he was completely in control, and then he gave it to the opposite direction, or where they were all running. It was, it was like he was great, just in the early moments. But then there was, and I tweeted about this, but Liverpool were kind of man marking him and Akanji, Akanji obviously in midfield to stop the ball going into them. So Diaz just kept giving it back to Edison. Dead push up. It was like, this is obviously a trap. Yeah, yeah. They just go, okay, well we better press then. And I forget about um, Rodri and, and Akanji, and then they'll go, well I'm just going to pass to Rodri and Akanji then, and then they get the ball to Bernardo, who obviously will come on to because he was unbelievable again. Yeah. And then he just turned around and go, I'll give it to Doku, and Off then thank you very much. There was a there was a few moments in the first half because where I sit, um, as we look at it now, I'm on about the same side as where we are now on this on this side of the pitch. So I'm more to the end where that City were defending in the first half, and throughout the first half there was a number of times when like the fans around me were getting quite angsty about it and it felt like Edison was taking an extra touch too long Diaz was taking an extra touch too long Absolutely and, and the thing is it's no that's entirely the yeah. point that is uh, like the number of times it must have happened four or five times in that first half before City scored where they got it into Bernardo yeah. in the centre and he was able to turn and like it's funny because the people around me were kind of like, "Oh, that's that's why." Then there was there was almost that sort of implicit sort of like, "I'm not comfortable with this," but okay, it's yeah. <laughs> we get, well, we're getting we're getting somewhere so with it, and that's that, that's it, isn't it? Also, like details wise, the first time that Diaz passed it back to Edison, I was like, "That's not a good pass." And sometimes I look for Pep to be a kind of like you know, yeah. if, if his is body language, yeah, yeah, it's like, is it a good pass or not? But it was it wasn't ahead of him, so Edison could just stride forward and maybe not even have to control it because of all the stops. It was like into his feet. 
and it was like, well, that's a bit messy. Like you yeah, got to take an extra touch, it, yeah. and then if you're being pressed, not easy. Then it's not easy. But then he did it two other times, so he did it three times at least. And I'm thinking, well, it must have been the plan. And not so it's not just maybe they expected it from the start, and they, they knew they were going to do that. And if so, the level of detail is mad. If not, the level of kind of I should do this thinking on the fly is amazing because basically, if you play it into his feet, it does take him an extra half second to get it under control. It and encourages it Liverpool a bit more, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what you're trying to do. And then you've got the space in midfield. And like, if that if that is true, you know, if that kind of that detail of just give it to him in his feet, <laughs> like, no give, wonder. Giving what you and I think is a bad pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no wonder that like this team's so good. And again, like I, I might not even be true, but like the amount the amount of little tiny details that you'd never really notice in things like that. Like, it, like I say, no wonder the team's so good. And when people go, oh, uh, money, like it's because they can't. See or appreciate, and like body is never going to talk about that. Diaz is never going to talk about that. And even if this is examples bollocks, there are others where it's like you know he's talked about if you play the ball, make sure it's spinning in the right direction or whatever. All those things just to make everything slightly slicker. And then we saw it. I think Liverpool kind of stopped pressing them so much, and they still kept covering Akanji and Rodri. But then it was the one where Edison just blasted it through along the floor to Bernardo, and they turned, and then Foden had the shot, and it went just wide. I think at the other end, but that was an unbelievable pass. And again, that shows you. The benefit of Edison. I'd actually look to see if he'd made his more, if he'd made more passes today than in any other game, and I don't think he did because it was about 15 minutes to go and he was on like 36, and I think the highest was like 59 yeah. um, against Burnley. I think there was another one against United as well. But I was like, he's very involved in this game, and that, that was obviously a ploy. You know, people feeling uncomfortable about it, but it's how it is what it is. It's it's is what, and also, yeah, and yeah. also like. It's a kind of harsh example because Alisson is better than this overall. But Alisson obviously made a few mistakes in the first half, and it's like I've always said that. But overall, I think Allison's a better goalkeeper. He gives you a better spread of abilities. I'm like not, he'll save more. I'm not sure these days, I'm, you know. Yeah, no, no, maybe not. But always, you know, they're joining their kind of five, six years in England. I've always thought, obviously, they're both great. But I think Allison gives you a bit more spread. He's not as good with his feet, but he's better shot stopper. And you know, maybe people want that. And to be fair, he's he's still very good with his feet. So maybe, you know, overall, it wouldn't. You know, if he played for City, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But the, today, you do see that extra see extra difference. Let's. I mean, before we get on to Bernardo, let's talk about Edison a bit more for a second because um, there was a nil-nil. Uh, there was a wonderful save where uh, the, the um, I think it's Liverpool's first chance of the game. They got it into the box and it was a flicked header towards the back post. He got up and pushed it, pushed it wide. He has again. You see the benefit of him kind of footwork today, but like footwork hasn't always cut it you know what I mean there's, yeah, there's always yeah, been yeah. times when, when you say well well there was one where he kind of pushed it back into danger which yeah, didn't I, seem like it needed to happen but I thought that I thought that was going in I don't know if it was going in or not it didn't so, look like it but maybe it was maybe obviously it was. he did but, but that's the thing and, and when, when you look at, at kind of his overall performance in the game like just having somebody who can step out and be that that sort of de facto Extra centre back when Akanji's gone up, yeah. it, like the number of times. Well, he's better on the ball than any of the other centre backs. Yeah. does. And you, you look at the value of it. Like that's that's what got set into the ascendancy today. Yeah, um, and then like you say, but the other stuff too. Like I mentioned the corners. You know, Harlan headed one away at the near post, which was good. Akanji headed away a couple from the middle. Some of the claims as well. But great. Edison just coming out and just catching it. Go right, fine, that's mine. Like it wasn't like Inter, but it was that. It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have to come as far. You, but it was like that. And you just think that's bottom time because there was a bit of a period where Liverpool had like two or three corners in a row, different sides. And the away end, they were like really like, yeah, come on. It was like fucking hard. Someone's building there, and then Edison just caught it. And went right. Let's hold on to it for a bit. All right. What's, what's the Notts County manager called? Lee Williams. Is it? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. It's uh, not as dangerous as you, as you think it is. It's fine. Um, yeah, that was good. That that was weird. It was like a kind of. 
It must have been like a live. It was like a live podcast thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It wasn't like a press conference. It felt like a presser, but I don't, don't really well, know the, what it was. Do people know what we're talking about? The man, the Notts County manager in midweek was asked about short corners. I think they must have taken every single short corner, well, every single corner short this season. And I think you know people complain about it, like they do with City. You know, it's the kind of classic getting in the mixer. But he explained, um, you know, was it. Was it say one in four? One in, one in four results in a shot on target. Results in a yeah. shot on target, yeah. And he was like, and everyone remembers that, but they don't remember all the others that don't do anything. We're going to take a short break now. After that, we'll come back and we'll talk about Bernardo Silva. See you shortly. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's eufy.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. I'll tell you what, it's not a bad, that's not a bad segue to Doku. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about... Because he was good. He yeah. got man of the match. Well, I was going to say, he got man of the match and um, I'll be honest with you, I lifted an eyebrow. Uh, I didn't think he was bad. Yeah, Simon Bukowski said like he's got he tweeted he was like, he's been named man of the match and then like um with a question mark. <laughs> like I didn't think he was bad at all. To be fair, like to be fair. So here's the thing. I'm okay. trying to think who else I'd say. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Let's let's look at, at the bigger picture to start with. Then okay, it's very easy for us to go. Okay, they were missing Grealish. He was ill. They couldn't yeah. have him. They couldn't have him. They've got Doku on there. Um, they they obviously want to control the game as much as they can. We've talked about the defence and how they're moving the ball and trying to spring the trap, that sort of thing. You've got a player there who pretty much every time he's running at the Liverpool defence, he's causing problems. Yeah, yeah. So has he had a good game 
by putting the fear of God into them and creating that, getting City up the pitch? Or does he need to have a better game by finding a blue shirt at the end of it? Because there was a number of times when he got into really dangerous positions yeah. and just nothing came of it. Well, this is it. So, like, I, saw, I, saw, I had a quick look at the replies to that tweet, and obviously we were talking at half time, and we've seen like messages. People were saying he'd been unbelievable, had, having a great game. Um, some people weren't sure. And basically. Is it what you want out of yeah, a game? It, it, is. It, it just ultimately comes down and to who wants what. It's good. And it's like, so it's exactly that. And I'm. I'm, I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say you shouldn't like this or you shouldn't like that or that was not good. Like Guardiola can do that and maybe I can explain what Guardiola wants. And I, I guess what I would say is if, if Doku's starting against Liverpool maybe next year or in two years he wouldn't be losing the ball as much. You know, if he's getting man of the yeah, match he's not losing the ball anywhere yeah. near as good as that. He's more consistent with it. But like what, depending on what you want from a game and it's completely understandable there'll be people going home today thinking yeah of course Doku was man of the match. And that's absolutely fine because he did do loads of stuff. It was like there have been games before where you think they've just given that to De Bruyne. He's made one pass. You know when De Bruyne's had a shocker, yeah, and he go, he's made one assist, and they go and they give him man of the match. And what are you doing? I get why Doku got man of the match because he did loads of good stuff. He generated a load of danger. Nobody else created anything like that for City. Nobody else. Like I'm trying to think actually who I would give it to for City. Like, like maybe Rodri. Like I couldn't really say a Kanji, but I thought a Kanji was good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if we're having that kind of conversation, then of course you're going to give it to that guy. The guy who was creating all the challenges, uh, the, the chances and the danger. But why I why I brought it up after that Notts County short corner talk is, you remember the headers that go in or shot on target. You don't remember the others. There's people, and again, this is why it comes down to like a personal preference thing. And look, maybe Guardiola um, doesn't agree. I imagine he doesn't. But there's people who just they won't remember the times he loses the ball. Yeah. Because and because first of all, you just kind of you just don't. You just you don't necessarily remember it. It's not like I'm, I'm overlooking that. You just don't. There's things in football like yeah. the the Notch County managers had said. You, you just overlook. It's fine. But also, when you see him rinsing the fullback and creating the danger, you, you think know. this guy's fucking quality. So I get it completely, and that's absolutely fine. If people say he's man in a match, if people say he's amazing, like he is amazing, then great. But in terms of what he's given today, like, so in terms of that again, like I'm, I'm going to write an article on the game because one of the ideas pre-match was John Muller, like, one of our tactics guys, had noted in the article earlier in the week that City got like 62.5% possession on average which is like still highest in the league but, but just more than Brighton and I think it's down yeah. on previous years and it's like you know the, the suggestion was oh maybe, you know, maybe Pep's embra- he's not embraced it I think you see days like today there's no choice there's no other players to play and it was, this, it was that at the start of the season and then you see it so look so this isn't it is obviously a Doku Grealish thing again but it's not just that because if you think Gundogan plays instead of Alvarez and Grealish plays instead of Doku like last season it's just a different game and, that's, and it's fine I'm and not it's saying fine. it's better yeah, or it's yeah. worse because, because look we could have been having this conversation today had City taken the chances they created we'll be talking about a great win because they were the better team so I'm not just saying that because I thought it was a bad game or a bad performance or whatever because it just came down to the chances but it would be a different game like there wouldn't be like Alvarez has played poorly as well but in the first half like Foden was a quiet second half but in the first half he went close with some things, but he wasn't as bad as Doku and Alvarez for losing the ball by trying things. And again, that's fine, because if you're trying things, and like there'll be people listening to this, there'll be people in the stadium go, well, you're trying things, that's fine. That's fine. But it's just... Like, football's about it was goals, just so a you want to create and, yeah. like, and this is it, so it's fine. To play like that, it's fine. You can win that game. They should have won the game like this. 
And what I was going to tweet at half-time but didn't send was, if you're going to play, if you're going to have so many players who are strong on transitions, you need to take the chances on the transitions because that's what City had the chances, didn't they, in the first half? And but they what, didn't do it. But also, but it's also what Liverpool, you know, Liverpool were yeah, having yeah. chances because of that. So it's like, well, it's fine if you're going to do this, and Pep hasn't really got the choice. It's fine to do this, but you really need to to like to hammer home that advantage because you are giving an advantage to the other team, especially Liverpool, who are good on because they like the transitions. Yeah, they're living that for that. So, but it's just one of those things. It's like, so I think the way I'm going to go with the article is if you want a bit of a reason why the possession's a bit down. Guardiola's not embracing it. He's not changing the way the team play for that reason. You, the team's just full of players like Doku, Alvarez and Foden who want to like, take a bit more of a risk than Grealish and Gundogan. And again, people can listen to this and go, well, I want that. And obviously fine. people yeah. love Gundogan. But people, people will say, well, I like, well good, well, I want them to take extra. I don't want, like, people don't like Grealish. Like, not everyone, but people don't like Grealish to say he's boring or whatever. But as a statement of fact, it would have been a different game if you'd had those two for example in it but it was the way it was I'm, I'm not passing judgement on that it's fine City was still the better team so it's fine but if we're, if we're, if we're explaining why the possession and the control's a bit down this season it's just like it's just the, pers- the personality of the players it's as simple as that um, but again I, get, I, I do get Doku being man of the match and again I was like well, but there, there, are, there are no other big candidates especially like players who are getting man of the match in the stadium like you're not giving it to Ake are you like I, I, I genuinely, although in fairness, I, given the assist, he was great, and I genuinely think that Edison has a shout of it. But again, yeah. like in a game, a game like today, you give Edison. Yeah, I remember. The stadium is mental. Do you yeah, remember yeah. when they had the, the the League Cup final against Chelsea when Kepa mm. refused to was it come off? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but like the press officer for like the EFL or whatever went around the press box, um, asking people for their man of the match because it was like a nil nil, wasn't it? I think I said Aguero. But obviously it was a game where like he hadn't scored and like City hadn't created too much. But I'll, but it was the same kind of thing. Obviously Aguero is more of a statement name. But the, whatever performance he had on the day, or maybe I said Fernandinho or something. But like whatever performance he had on the day was like a, a like it's like suggesting Ake. Yeah. It was like well I can't fucking give him that. Like he's not scored, mate. You know it's like if you're going to suggest a striker, he better have scored yeah. or like made yeah. a load of assists. And it, if you if you're going to select a defender, well I mean. You just don't do it because people don't want people don't, people want, to don't want that. Unless, unless, it's, unless it's somebody who's put their body on the line like four or five yeah. times. And again, in key Walker was really good. Mm-hmm. So the back four were good. Um, Edison was good. Rodri was good overall. A couple of like mad shaky moments, which I think he's had all season, hasn't he? Really, he's been had a good season, but like a few shaky moments. Fine. Basically, in terms of the start of, of this podcast and what you were saying about they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Like it's tight arrivals. Everything's close. We're just waiting. For City to click on switch, yeah. and like they're not bad in a minute by any means, but we're just waiting. And maybe one season it doesn't happen, but we're just waiting. And when I asked, I can't remember what I asked. I asked somebody during previous international break or something about one of the longer articles. Maybe it was the control thing. I don't know. I said, well, then the answer was like they're just waiting now. You know, that was it. Part of the answer was they were trying to get through the first four games because of all the injuries and like yeah, yeah. The, the travel. You know, the Super Cup, playing late in the heat. Um, Japan, fewer games. So they were trying to get through New, the first. Newcastle. They were trying yeah. to get. They were trying to get through, through until the first international break. And then, for my money, they were actually better, but in those first four games than they have been since. And then you know, Rodri's well, the red card against Forest threw them off, and then obviously the ban that threw them off a bit. So they haven't been that good. And then the answer was so they were trying to get through for the first four games, but then Rodri's red card kind of messed it up a bit because now they're trying to wait to get through until Christmas or De Bruyne is back with as many points on the board. And then kind of take off, but I mean, slightly worrying. If like let's say De Bruyne doesn't come back brilliantly, even at first, 
It's like, well, how long can you wait? But then they waited pretty long. They probably waited till pretty late last year. Like March but also, year. like, one of the things that, that was said at the time was they feel that they're better, playing better this season. And this wasn't after the positive well, glow like, of this result. It was after kind of yeah. Arsenal Wolves kind of thing. But they were like, they feel like they're playing better at the start of this season than they were at the start of last season. I'd agree with that. I, I would agree with that. I think. Um, so it's like they're not quite there yet. Yeah. And it's like, but we put, it's like little things like, Second balls, like, are we sure? Is it second balls? Like, like today, it's a completely like nonsense thing to say. It's not really based on anything. But I had the feeling that last season, they're scoring in eight minutes added on. Like, you know, when Haaland gets in, I don't think he quite headed it. It came off his back or whatever. And then like it, you just think somebody's arriving at the back post just to bundle that in, and they're winning. Like, it just feels like, but that, that's not analytical. That's not scientific. Like, and you know, maybe at the end of the season they'll discover that. But at the moment, like, they're not quite in that not fight or flight mode but you know what I mean they're not quite yeah. the best but I've, I've no doubt that they will be oh, the other thing is to disallow our goal now I've tweeted this at the time I, I well, well for my view of it I didn't think there was much controversy not, about this oh, right. but I, I thought I, I thought he'd gone up you know you've challenged the keeper and if, the, if you've made contact with the keeper while he's trying to catch the ball he's gonna, and he drops it you're going to get the foul for that every yeah, time yeah. and I thought if the referee give it on the pitch the VAR would yeah, probably yeah, yeah. overturn well that's it. exactly it and I've seen recently, I mean, I've actually seen an Arsenal fan saying, well, why has that been disallowed? And so if that's the case, if an Arsenal fan's turning around to say, why has that been disallowed? Then, um, then maybe there's a case for it, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't much of a foul. It wasn't much of a push. But that's been goalkeepers since as long as I can remember. Like, I mean, I've been watching football since, what, like the mid-90s? And even when like football, think about football in the mid 90s then how much more brutal and physical it was goalkeepers have always had that protection it's not going to be any different now and then even if it wasn't a foul like you didn't know because of like the kind of subjective nature of those kind of challenges on goalkeepers and combined with the high bar for VAR re-refereeing the game not you know not overturning the referee's decision it was never going to be overturned but like that's I mean that's like that's a VAR thing where like I just don't like it anyway but like with the goalkeepers thing I don't like that either but it's like well it's been it's at just, least 30 years of that. Is, yeah, like, yeah. and like look it should it wasn't really a foul like fucking most pointless comment of the day but if it were up to me that would have been a goal but like <laughs> like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it because that's just how. That's just. That's just how goalkeepers are protected. It's always been the case, and it's never changing. Like we're never going back to a day when you could put two forty tackles in in the first minute. We're never going back to a day when you could just shoulder charge the goalkeeper. And when was the that? Yeah, like yeah. the fifties. <laughs> like it's just. It's just never been a. It's just never been a thing. So good job. There was no controversy over the referee though, who, over who it was and where he was from and who he was appointed. Well, and was all that sort of Because I've, I've been in Belgium for the week, so yeah, I've missed a, it all. Been a bit of. Uh, oh, Chris Kavanagh um, is. Uh, I can't remember if it was City season ticket or. Sort of, a family member with a city shirt or something like that um, but yeah it's been uh, it's been one of those well we know when like a few of the city Roger had a shot from outside the box and it was blocked and a few of the city player, well, players handball. seemed genuinely convinced it was handball and I was like you know we said about Diaz at Chelsea like yeah, yeah, yeah. is this is this genuine or is this just Diaz being Diaz and there was three of them and I was like is this genuine or is it just like the city players being thought, the city players I thought the way Roger saw the real for it I thought he, yeah, I thought yeah, he yeah. like even if he's wrong even and then he saw the replay and he went never right so, so even if he's even if he's not such a hand, Rodri's just convinced it has. But like, somebody yeah. somebody replied saying maybe they thought the ref would give it because he lives so close to the Etihad or something like that. So <laughs> right. that was yeah, the, that it. was the only like flavour of like controversy around the referee that I'd heard because I, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, love being in Belgium for the docu thing. By the way, like it was amazing. Like good, I thought it was a good article. I can say that because I think a lot of my articles are shy. So I thought it was a good article to do. Um, but like it was amazing that everyone just said exactly the same thing and like yeah. if you do like a background on like 
an England, an English player or like a Premier League player, it's always so sanitised. Like, and you get it, but like everyone's like, oh yeah, like, like maybe he didn't like school, but you know, he did, you know did his stuff. He was a good boy. He was popular. Everyone liked him. You know, always trained hard. You know, you that's, just, that's the what, usual. Yeah, yeah, the usual bollocks. But like, I don't know if because it was a foreign thing or they're a bit more naive or a bit more like it's just different. But everyone was like, uh, nearly got suspended from school. Like, it used to piss us off. Like, was so, <laughs> like he was tearing my hair out. Like, he used to, I used to tell him things and he wouldn't listen. It was just so refreshing to be like, this is an actual, this is an actual human being. Mm. And you get it, but like they did it all in the right context. They were like, yeah, well, he wasn't good at passing or giving the ball to anyone else or taking on instructions or tracking back. But like, he's a kid, so fine. And it's mad how he had so many faults in his game, according to the coaches. But they all knew he was going to be unreal anyway. Like it's so one-dimensional because now he's amazing at the dribble. But like, because I asked, you know, the pass he made to Bernardo um, in the Bournemouth game. Yes, yeah, yeah. From his own half, perfect through ball, amazing. And then he did very similar in the. Um, in the Belgium game against Azerbaijan at the weekend. And I was like, did he have that in his locker when he was a kid? And they were like, no, no way. So like, he has like, he's, he's, improved. he's improved as a player. He's added that to his game and like, his, his decision-making. But, you know, Guardiola said he didn't expect the decision-making. So he's added that in as well. But like, it's just funny how he was just so one-dimensional and so like, kind of such a loose cannon. But they were just like, well, he was obviously unbelievable. So they kind of indulged it. And, like, they kind of put their arm around him when they needed to and said, don't do that when they needed to. But they just knew keep him on this path and he'll be alright but it was, it, was, it was fascinating to do that and kind of get a, a more kind of unfiltered version of how things were than you normally get um, and to be fair to be fair I can't even just blame the people who speak sometimes the people who write it like myself included if you're writing about let's say Sancho when he's coming through and you hear he was a bit of a dick at school or whatever you don't mention it because it's like you don't want to piss people off yeah. and then like it's a bit like well yeah other, other City Academy players who have maybe left recently maybe didn't have great attitude all the time and maybe like to drink you don't mention it because it doesn't do you any favours and then they go to a Chelsea and then it doesn't matter <laughs> you were being so discreet <laughs> I wasn't at all uh, I, was kind of, I, wasn't, I wasn't really setting it up for that but I realised it was working out as a very good sell um, yeah but yeah, it, it, the docu thing was it was interesting but it was funny as well because I went to Anderlecht on the first day when he was older and Antwerp on the second day when he was, he was a younger. kid so everyone was like, he was really confident, like cocky, arrogant. They use the word arrogant a lot, you know, all that, on and off the pitch. That's Anderlecht. Yeah, yeah. And then the second day, you go to Antwerp, everyone's like, he's timid, shy, <laughs> modest. I was like, what the fuck's happened to this kid? Grew up in and that. Then, yeah. And then you've got to go back to like, well, how did this change? And it's just kind of like, you've kind of indulged a bit at Anderlecht, yeah. you know, like, you keep giving him the ball then, I like, will work around you. Like, uh, and he kind of just realised who he was and grew up and matured and like, the school guy said the schoolwork brought a bit out of him because he had to do presentations in front of people and stuff. But I think he just kind of relished that mantle of being the main guy. I mean, you see it today. Like, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, but yeah. we said this before. Like, was it after the Bournemouth game? I said to Pep, I was like, would, yeah, it was when he said, oh, good question. Like, I didn't expect it from you. Like, did you expect him to be the guy that would just get the ball all the time? You can build entire match plans around just giving him the ball. They did that again today. Mm. Foden didn't really get it too much. It was just doku, doku, doku. And again, like, to be able to do that, from whatever we expected at the start of the season, oh, maybe he needs a bit of time. You know, in fact, after the first game, I was like, he's going to need a lot of time. I thought, I thought he was going to need a lot of time. And now he's just like, just, just give him the ball the whole time. And Pep said it was natural, didn't he? But like, again, again, the game against Liverpool, it, it's not natural because if he's saying you got to give it to Foden as well, if he's saying you got to go down the middle and do this or do that or whatever, then you don't just keep giving it to him, do you? So it's Pep doing the game plan around him. Let's move on to uh, Bernardo then, Sam, because um, maybe he was one of the candidates for Man of the Match. Yeah, what, what the fuck? People would have been shouting at their wirelesses. <laughs> like, I, I, I even Sorry, tweet. is it 1996 yeah, already? Yeah. Um, well, that was the last time he found a goalkeeper. 
Did I even tweet it? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Why didn't we mention Bernardo? Like, I said that after the old Trafford game. Like, you, City, especially this City, you know, with all the more direct players, without all the ones who are injured, they can't play like that without, without Bernardo. Him. They just can't. And like today, it wasn't because it wasn't like a dominant masterclass, was it? Today, like it was no, old but Trafford. It, but it also comes but back round to what. Imagine what, the, what it would have been yeah. like if he wasn't there. But like, who's put, receiving that ball in that space and just giving it away more often? Yeah. Not winning back the second. Not linking up quite so well. Not getting out of the sheer amount of tight spaces he the needed one, to. The one down this in the first half, in the first half um, where like he, he had nowhere to go and he took two touches, spun round, and he, I mean he got fouled, but advantage was played because City. I think he got it to Docu and they were yeah. away. So he was obviously man of the match. I don't know. What I was talking, <laughs> he was obviously man of the match. I don't know what I was talking about. Uh, I think he was better in the first and the second, but he was still great. But yeah, it's not. It's like City still couldn't play, basically not that way, because Old Trafford was a masterclass. Today, not quite. But basically, they couldn't have played as well as they did today without him. I think it would have been not a mess, not a shambles, because I think you're kind of ignoring the good elements of the game that City have had. But it would have been way more chaotic, especially in the first half. Like the amount of times they just gave it to him in that kind of. Not the half space because you'd normally think of the half space around the edge of the box, but it was it was on the edge of the centre circle, that kind of thing. Just there, get the ball out to him. He'd either put his leg up in the air really high and bring it down, (laughs) head it on, flick it out to space, or he'd get the ball straight away in more like less less pressure, more space, and he'd turn around and give it straight to Docker, which is what they did last year against Liverpool in April. When but that 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 game again, they had they were coming down both sides. It was give it to Gundogan or give it to De Bruyne. They'd just turn around and give it to whichever winger was closest, and they'd attack. Obviously today it was more towards Doku. But that, it was, that whole partnership was kind of like the reason they were able to go to Doku so much is Bernardo. Yeah. And the reason I've got, I've got kind of got the feeling I don't know if it's like a coaching phrase or a Spanish coaching phrase, or whatever. But I feel like access. The word kept coming into my head like they were accessing Doku through Bernardo. Through, through Bernardo. It, yeah, they yeah. were u- like they were just using him and his brilliance to kind of unlock. And like, they'd already done that before by getting the ball to him, as we talked about with playing through Liverpool's press and their organisation and stuff. But just Bernardo in those all those many different ways, and like there was a couple of there were a couple of things actually where I think he tried to put the ball in the box in the second half. You think okay, that was a, an un-Bernardo like decision. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone else is rushing it. You've just rushed it as well. But like it was like against United, it was just like everything he does just seems like it's the right thing to do. And although, even if it doesn't come was, off, was at one, least it was the right thing. There was one moment where the ball was crossed to the back post in the second half uh, by Foden, I think. It must have been late on. It oh. must have been one all, And he ducked under it because he no, thought somebody was behind him. Was it 1-0? And then there was another one similar and it just went behind him. So and after that, nothing happened. Again, I was looking at Guardiola. I think he was saying to Foden, like, fair play, good cross. But I was looking to Guardiola to be like, well, if Bernardo's thinking someone's there... There should be someone then there. Then you think it would, well, would have been Doku. Because then again, interestingly, you talk about Gundogan. Gundogan was the far post header merchant, weren't he? But so Bernardo in the same space you'd think it'd be him and again it's all, I, was, I didn't want to tweet this because I couldn't think of a way quickly and in the heat of the moment or like while trying to watch the game as well to make it not look like I was blaming Doku for something that maybe Bernardo did wrong Yeah. yeah. I was, but then I was so my thought process was maybe Doku should have been there and then it happened again when it went behind Bernardo and then he turned around he said to, and he said to Doku this time because the first time he didn't say anything second time he was like you should have been there like that's where you're supposed to be and I, I, I did wonder if that was the case in the first half and then I kind of got down a rabbit hole of well Bernardo still should have headed it you shouldn't just assume somebody's there but in this team you know where everyone should be Yeah. yeah. so maybe he, he, did, maybe think, he did think that's maybe he did think well Docker will be coming on to this I'll give him a better chance which is like you'd think is like amazing thought processing but like after seven or eight years yeah. He, 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 he probably, probably just was expecting Docker to be there but again if we talk about like first seasons and improvements for players and stuff like Doku needing to be in that space you know like 
when Sterling came in, he wasn't kind of like a killer for goals. And all of a sudden, he was just always there in the back, back post getting back those post goals. Happenings. People yeah. have said it about Grealish as well, to be fair. Um, it's a bit like that, maybe, with Doku. It's like, yeah, that is one of the areas to improve on. But um, again, that's like early days. He's, like, he's, he's had as much. I, f- I feel like we need to kind of, every time you say a bad thing about Doku, you kind of need to balance it out with a good it's thing. Early days, like, oh, yeah. you don't like Doku, but it's like, fucking hell, he's great, isn't he? But like, but going back, like, it just is what it is. Like, but like, some people will. The thing is, you can't really say, oh, well, we should have done better in that game. We should have played better. We, like, we're giving it away too much. And say Doku was man of the match. Yeah. You kind of got to say Doku was man of the match and be fine with the game as it was and just bemoan the chances. That's fine. But you can't kind of want less sloppiness because if you thought Doku was man of the match, then you're inviting that. Yeah, yeah. You don't care if he's giving the ball away and losing it. And that's fine. If you don't, that's yeah, fine. Because he's trying things. But if he's trying things, losing the, it, then you yeah. don't care. And that's fine. But you can't have it both ways. Because if you want it, if you want it the other way, if you want to go full control and say City weren't good enough in that game, they didn't have the control, it wasn't like last season, then the answer to that is you should have played Grealish and you should have played Gundogan. Obviously, neither of them were available, so yeah. fine. That's the end of the free version of Let Me Talk. Um, Sam, for the uh, for members, if they sign up, what uh, what are they going to get? We looked at Nathan Ake starring in the show, and we talked about the title picture, the running towards the end of the season, where it leaves everything now, all that kind of stuff. More docu tangents, Grealish tangents. This is unscripted. What, what do you expect us to talk about in a podcast? <laughs> we, we did that again. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>